Welcome to We Gotta Talk, a live weekly talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. From health to relationships to alternative lifestyles and more, the one thing you will always get is a deep dive. I'm Sunny, a 15-year veteran of TV news, freelance writer, blogger, mom of three, and wife. But most of all, I'm just a die-hard oversharer, someone who's genuinely curious about, well, everything around me. And I can't wait for you to join in on these conversations that I promise will impact, inspire, and entertain you. Now, let's talk. Hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. I am so glad you are here for the debut episode of We Gotta Talk. Come and see you live from my home office in quarantine, like pretty much everyone else right now. Today's episode is so exciting. For the first week, I wanted to do something that I know so many of you guys can relate to. I have a lot of mom and parent listeners and watchers out there. And today's guests are here to talk about the ever-elusive mom friends. We have the hosts of Mom Taraj podcast, Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sitaro, here to talk with me about why it's important to have mom friends, why it's so hard to have mom friends, and so much more. Ladies, hi. Can you hear hi. me? Hi. Yes, can you hear us? We were going through this audio test beforehand, and as it turns out, um, there's a lot of technology to take care of when you get there. So how are you? How are you holding up in lockdown in New York, right? Yeah, uh, technically New Jersey. I'm right across the river from New York. She's in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. Um, But we're good. We're good. We're just, uh, you know, trying to make the most of it, be creative do our own show, be in each other's bubbles. I don't know. What what do we want to add, Carrie? (laughs) I'm the child of a a hushes negotiator and an ER nurse. So I kind of thrive under (laughs) chaotic pressure. So um, once I got into quarantine, I, this is like how I was raised to thrive. So I'm actually doing not so bad. I'm making, making the best of the situation. Oh, I love it. I need to borrow your energy for a second. I've been <laughs> since this started. Um, you guys were such perfect guests for this first episode because I've been listening and have seen your names about Scary Mommy is, a, you know, a, a, a group you used to work for. Now you have your own show called Montage. So I've loved your dynamic for so long and the vibe that you get when you listen to the show, which is just genuinely two friends, two moms. Um, just kind of shooting the shit, which I love. Um, I wanted to talk about this topic because I know for me, when I was a mom for the first time, seven and a half, almost eight years ago now, the one big challenge I had was like finding other women to connect to because your life changes overnight so drastically. So whoever wants to start, my first question is, um, what was your, did you have like a mom pickup line you used to like find people or what was the way that you connected with other women in that time? Can I go first, Ash? Yeah, please. So I am come from a slightly dif- different skew than Ashley because I'm the last of my friends to really have a baby. I'm a lot older and decided to have my kids late later. So my pickup mom line is like super direct and it's worked really well and it's bombed really badly, (laughs) like like embarrassingly badly, which is I like use a pickup line that I would use for dating, but with a mom, like I'll be like, you look really good in those jeans or like whatever it is. And the people that get, I mean, I guess it, I guess it like it narrows (laughs) the people that get it really get it. And then we're like friends forever. But I did this pickup line at Brooklyn Bowl in Brooklyn, which is like um, pre-COVID obviously. It's like 
Yeah, it's a night. It's a nightclub, but they open it during the day on Sundays for like hipster kid family, and there's like music and bowling. That's and a I whole felt, other like group of parents, by the way. Oh kids. yes. Okay. Oh yes. I felt so ugly and underdressed for this like noon kids program. But anyway, I went up to Terry style. I like, went up to this better at that. Sorry. I went. I went up to this mom. It was like a Fleetwood Mac themed kids event, as one does in Brooklyn. And I went up and I was like, "Hey, are you here by yourself?" And she was like, "She was like, yes, yes, I am." Oh. And then it was like, <laughs> and my, my man was watching the whole thing. He's like, "You have got to stop. This is sound crazy." I was like, "Sorry, I thought she seemed fun." <laughs> you know what? And there is a, a level of desperation in that stage where you are just dying to connect with somebody who's like not the baby and like stuck to your boobs, like nursing. I mean, you want a human adult connection, and it's so hard. Ashley, do you have any? Great line. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> where Carrie was, you know, one of the last ones, I was the first one of my mm -hmm. friend group to have kids because, you know, here you start later. I was 31, I guess, when I had, no, that's not right. 32, maybe when I had Sebastian. <laughs> and I've always, I never knew if I wanted to have a kid. I am not a kid person. So I was always very much that person that was like, if I ever have a kid, I am not going to just have mom friends. That's so lame. I need other people. And then I had Sebastian and I was like, ooh, I get it now. Like I get that you need that person every once in a while that you reach out to and you're like, my kid is, I don't know what I'm doing. Am I doing this right? But I I started taking a, a kid yoga class, you know, where you bring your kid with you to do yoga. Um, and that was my first outing in like really meeting other moms. And I simply said, do you guys want to go get a drink? And it's amazing how everyone was like, yes, let's go get a drink. And we kind of started this mom circle. Um, but fast forward, none of us are really friends anymore. There's one, <laughs> one girl I still talk to. Well, I do think it's important for like new moms to realize there are definitely friends for phases, just like yeah. regular friends, you know, just you like boyfriends. Yes. You have the rager friend that you go, you know, dance on bars with and you have like the friend that eats pizza with you. So it is kind of the same with mom friends. But, I, you know, I'm trying to think back. I think I have one one really close friend from when my son was maybe two or three. But it does kind of like. Um, time weeds out who has a true connection. And I, I wanted to ask if you guys think parenting style makes a difference on whether or not you remain friends. Cause I feel like you have, you know, the sleep training moms or like the natural moms. And even though you try not to define what you are or what your friend is, I do think people start to kind of go down their own lanes. Do you think that is like a deciding factor on who sticks around? So I think to some extent, like obviously sleep training schedules are different. One of my closest friends, they had a baby. Um, he's going to be two, I think, in 2021. Um, and they're totally different in the screen time thing. Like I'll sit my kid in front of the TV all day long if it means I can get things done. And they, their kid doesn't know what television is at this point. How old and that's fine. Wait, how old? He's going to be two, I think. I think. God bless. January. Oh my God, I could be so wrong. Um, is this Danny? Is this Danny's kid? Yes. They, they, their kid does not watch TV at all. And you know what? That's fine. It really doesn't make any difference for me. I think at the end of the they day, they have a am babysitter, I babysitter though. They have a babysitter. They, they have a nanny. Yeah. Um, a daily nanny. So that definitely helps. Um, but I think the fact that for me, it's just, are you an asshole? 
is are you an asshole? Is your kid an asshole? And that's really all it is. And that is a parenting style. I mean, no one's going to sit there and be like, my parenting style is raising an asshole. But <laughs> Wait, what is are- an asshole kid? Tell me what defines it because I feel like I may have come across. <laughs> I mean, all kids are a little bit of an asshole. It's really about the parent. It's, yes. it's do you let your kid get away with things? Like, I don't want to go to a restaurant with one of those parents and kid combos where the kid is running around in the restaurant and the parent doesn't do anything to try and stop it. And it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go be free. You know, like I clean up after my kid after we leave yeah. around. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, that's, I can get it. So that's you're the difference the, the reaction of the parent to the kid's actions. I mean, yeah. you're right. I mean, my husband and I call our kids all sorts of names on the daily. Yeah. Because they, you know, they're testing boundaries, but it is the yep. parent reaction. And I do think it says a lot as to whether or not they even make an attempt to react with stuff like that. Yeah. I had a really weird situation once that um, my son was like five or six and just simply didn't want to play with someone on a playground. Total stranger came up to him and a couple of other people who were playing together. And I, he did what, what I tell my kids to do all the time when they don't wanna play. I said, never be mean, never saying anything mean, just kindly excuse yourself and say, I'm gonna go talk to my mom. So he did that and he's like, I just don't wanna play with him. He's, you know, whatever, he had his reasons, which is fine. Um, he didn't say anything. And the mom came over to me five minutes later and she's like, your son owes my son an apology. I was like, excuse me. She's like, he didn't wanna play with him. And I was like, I mean, I don't know. Did I do? I didn't make him play when he didn't want to, but it was the first time that I've ever encountered a weird situation where parents were forcing something out of my child, another parent. Did anything like weird ever happen to you guys like that? I feel like my kid, so backtrack, I used to be a celebrity nanny before I had a kid. So I am very much in the kid genre. So I've read NDAs or can you tell? I did. Um, I, I signed almost all NDNAs, but um, I'll try to I'll try to drop some little Easter eggs as we go. But um, <laughs> I I had to raise a lot of other people's kids, and because I was a celebrity nanny, it wasn't just like I went home at the end of the night. I would like watch them for a month while their parents were shooting or doing something. So I feel like I did parent. It wasn't just more you know babysitting kind of thing. Right. So because my kids so young, we don't have that much that that kind of I don't have that much like interaction, especially because my kid is rate being raised in quarantine. We don't have a lot of that like on the playground antics because she's so young. Right. But when she- I was a na- yeah. But when I was a nanny, oh man, this used to happen all the time where, you know, I would be, I'm like kind of a stickler about politeness and stuff like that with kids, even though I'm kind of rude. I just think you should at least try in the beginning. <laughs> and then if you choose to not do it, that's your choice. But like yeah. set the standard. And I would have parents all the time, like I would say to the kids that I was nannying, like, if you don't want to give someone a hug or a kiss, you don't have to. Right. Your your body is your choice, but you don't go, ew, or you don't, you know, like what you said, you just be polite. And I would have even other family members of the nanny, uh, when I was nannying, because I would interact with other members of their family that weren't the parents, trying to force that, like grandparents or whatever. Yeah. And it would be like a thing. I would be like, well you know what? He's not in a hugging phase right now. He's just not in a hugging phase. It's okay. He'll go back to hugging. It's nothing personal. Yeah. It's weird. That in particular, I feel like is a really big conversation to have with girls too, because don't you remember being forced? Not, I, I don't like, okay. I don't want to say forced because no one's like, please hug and kiss this weird uncle. But don't you remember being out of your comfort zone as a young girl and knowing that I, I knew that the, I just didn't want to be touched by some people. And Especially 
when I started to grow boobs, which yeah. happened really early, it just hurt. They were yeah. so sore. I didn't want to like yes. embrace anyone. It was just so sore. Well, it doesn't mean that those people are weird or perverted. It's just because I think, I just think it's important to teach girls that sort of sovereignty over their own bodies because yeah. that can easily snowball into a lifetime of doing other things to make other people comfortable. And I just yeah. don't for my girls. So I love hearing that you respected that in the kids. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it would, it would just get like, they're like, my kid doesn't want to do that. So like, I don't think that that's a deal breaker that I should make right. my kid do that. So right. why don't we just change what we need to have from this situation? You yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys have any, like, I, I mean, I'm assuming, like you guys said, you're kind of like pod friends. So you're seeing each other's kids and families. Um, do you have any like favorite qualities in mom friends? Is there something beyond each other when you look at your extended group of friends that you're like, she's my people because like, what do you look for? They can hold their alcohol. <laughs> uh, number one. Uh, no, I just think somebody who like Carrie and I, on one hand, like we don't, our kids are like an old married couple with each other. Like on one hand, they love each other. And on the other hand, they're like, just leave me alone. She, yeah. Luna drew a picture for Sebastian. And he was like, so touched that she drew this picture for him. And the other day, I didn't tell you this yet. The other day, he was looking at it on the refrigerator. He goes, look at this beautiful picture, Luna draw. And he goes, but she's not... She not quite artist. And I was like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. You also are not that great of an artist. Secondly, she made you this beautiful picture. So I just want to get along with the mom. Like mm -hmm. I just, and I want our kids to get along to some extent. That's really, my bar is very low. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. Yeah. For me, I think that's important. I keep my standards very. I mean, not that if any friends are watching, you're great people, but my standards are really very low. My friends are like, really, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> for me, for me, it's the same thing that I look like look for in a real friend, not a mom friend, which is I'm a brutal honesty kind of girl. I'm just like, if if our relationship is gonna be a lot of like weird games like I'm dating you. I'm not into it. It's too, no. too much work. Like if you're mad at me, tell me. I don't want any passive aggressiveness. Just tell me. I can take it. I'm an adult. I'm 42 years old. I've lived in, I, I'm not, I don't take anything that that's like personally, you know? Mm, and I yep. want mom friends that are the same. I want a mom friend that I could be like, wow, your kid was a dick. And they could be like, yeah, my kid was a dick. Mm -hmm. And then I can, and I can say, yo, I really dislike my kid today and not have a mom that's like, oh my God, she's such a bad mother. She doesn't like her kid. Like I definitely have, because I'm in a wellness industry, I definitely have a lot of people that skew on that other end of like, we don't ever say our kids are terrible. We're doing a no television, no whatever. So I definitely have people in my sphere that are like that, but they're not my close friends. They're not my close mom friends. I need a person that I can just be like, yo, shit was crazy and my kid yeah. yeah yeah anyway so it's same thing I look for in a long-term real friend which is there's no hard feelings if I don't text you back if you're wondering why I didn't just ask me and let's be honest about how great things are how shitty things are and it's an open line of communication are you the type of friend guys to call someone and be like um like lay it straight. Like, okay, this is something you like, do you ever cross the line when it comes into parenting styles? So this happened at the park. I don't know something yesterday. I really think you should have like, do you veer into that kind of territory with friends or do you just kind of like, if there's a beef enough, big enough or beef big enough to bring up, you kind of like wait for the right time. Cause I know moms who have not been shy about being like, if that were my kid. And I'm like, really? Did you just like, 
gave me unsolicited parenting advice, but I, I know it comes from a good spot, but I just wonder if you ever encountered that or like, where do you stand on that? One of two things. Go ahead, Ash. Do you want to go first? No, you go, you go, you go. My sister. I sometimes do it with my sister and we've had to have conversations since about like, do you want me to do that? Like before I had kids, right. I do it with my sister. And she was like, I, I don't want to hear that. And now that she had, she had kids before me. So yeah. now, and she's younger than me. So she was just like, that's some more big sister advice that I don't need to hear. Now that we have kids, I think my approach is different. I think the information is the same. The approach is different and it's much more appreciated with friends that aren't family. The only time that's ever come into play is when like, let's say we've all been having a dinner party together and I see somebody's kid doing something, not even to my kid, just in general, I'll have my close friends, I'll reprimand their child right. and it, like in kind of in front of them, but they're not seeing it. And I have to some friends asked afterwards, I'm so sorry I did that without us having a conversation about that. Are you okay if I see something being like, yo dude, quit it. That's not cool. And all of my close friends, I think because I use that caliber of, of choice where I'm like, are you okay with me being brutal, brutally honest? They've all been like, yes, please. If you see something, please reprimand my child, you know, and they trust that I'm going to do it in a way that is really thoughtful and there's a reason for it. But um, that could be hairy, but I think it's only amongst my really good friends because I have that, like those choosing qualities about you have to be okay to like roll with this brutally honest shit. Right. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I really haven't been in a situation like what Carrie and, and you were both saying. Um, again, I don't have a ton of friends who have kids and, and my kid has only been old enough in this very, very strange world. Um, so really my, my exposure to that is so limited. But for example, if Carrie did say something to my kid, he probably deserved it. Like, I and if he didn't, I would say like, Carrie, come on, don't. Don't be like that. But she's, I, she and I are similar enough that I think we have the same values and would both have the same, right. know when to say something and not. So it really hasn't been something that's bothered me. But if it did, I would say something. For yeah, sure. I, I agree with you guys too. It's it's only the close friends and like the sisters who have license to do that. So I, I know that I'm in that same spot with my sister sometimes. She'll just be like, you need to fix this right now. Or yeah. I'm at them for you. I'm like, okay. Um, I have to ask you guys this. Well, actually, you know what, before I get to that, Ashley, you said you're the first one to have kids. Um, mm -hmm. That always creates an interesting dynamic between friendships of your, your non-mom friends. So um, how has that been, number one? And number two, do you feel like you, because I'm only kind of speaking from experience here, when you speak to those friends, kind of purposely try to steer everything away from the topic of motherhood has it so kind of a two-pointed question here yeah so um yeah i i think not just for those friends though i think it's very important to me to also feel like the person i always was mm -hmm. um obviously things about me have changed but i i've it's always been a very big priority to me to not be the person that can only talk about my kid because right. honestly He's not that interesting all the time. He really isn't. I love him to death. But I'm actually most I, of the time he's not yeah, that interesting. Yeah, Sorry. I didn't want to be. A, I didn't want to be an asshole who says that about my kid. But I agree with you. Um, yeah, he's. It's. I was a person, a fully formed person before he came around, and in a few years, 
I mean, a good amount of years, he's going to go off to college and live his own life. And I don't want to struggle and be like, who was I? Where, where's that person I used to be? It, it's just against everything. But I will tell you, there are still a number of friends that haven't had kids and may not ever have kids. And some of those people, um, they're not as close to me anymore. And it's not about anything like I'm better than them because they have a kid or anything like that. But the truth is, and I only say this as somebody who was them, though my lifestyle is not a priority for them. I can't, they can't understand sometimes why I can't just like go out whenever. And this is obviously before COVID. That's just not what my life is anymore. And, um, it's a lot harder. I have to get a babysitter. I have to do this. I have to do that. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. And a lot of those friends have had no interest in seeing my kid also, which is fine. That's I mean, okay. That's really rude, actually. <laughs> it, it is, but it I'm is. At, but you try not to because you never know where that's coming from. It could be them wanting a family and not being in a position to be in it. It could be them having a health problem. Like I've been there. So I get I get it, but that's kind of rude. I will just. But it's also not my job to figure out why. Yeah, like, that's so true. It, it's and on them, and I don't mean to be curt and short and and rude about it. But at the end of the day, like, I really love where my life is right now, and I really love the people who are very close to me and involved in my circle. And I have those friends as secondary friends. Mm -hmm. And some some of them have fallen to the wayside by their choice, by my choice, and it's okay. It's all right. At the end of the day, we're all fine. Right. <laughs> like I know it's very ambivalent, but on that same note, but from a different standpoint, being the last to have kids, I was a part of like a like at forty, which is when I got pregnant. I was a part of like a crew of New York ladies that weren't going to have kids, mm -hmm. and it's a real thing. Like it's a thing everywhere. I'm not just saying it's like oh, this is a New York thing, but you know, we were like, we were like, I had lost in other relationships. I'd gotten pregnant, lost the pregnancy, and I was just like, I'm not gonna have a baby now. I don't have a boy. I was 38, didn't have a boyfriend. I was like, I'm just gonna be the lady crew that goes on off some vacations and fills up their life and we are boss bitches who don't need kids. Then Which I had sounds a kid. great by the way. <laughs> no, I kind of miss it sometimes. Awesome. Yeah. But then but then I had a kid and in some ways they kind of felt like that was a betrayal yes. of this like girl crew that we had had and some of those relationships have weathered the storm and some of them and these were people that I counted on on my short list of really really close people and Ashley and I did an episode about this for the last show we were on. It's been really it's been really tricky and very painful uh, because it's just, it's hard. It's hard to, yeah. I do take offense that you don't want to care about my kid actually. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I do take offense to it and I probably care a little bit more than Ashley does in this case, but it hurts my feelings. Like we don't have to hang out with my kid. I will get a sitter and we will go rage as much as I can rage in this body right now. And I will take, I'm really good about this. I will take a vacation with you without my kid. I will go to your birthday party without my kid. I will have a date with you without my kid, but you should ask about my kid. It is. I, I, you know, I agree. I probably, I'm really working on being like a graceful person. I, I, think I, I sort of not side with you, but I understand that a little bit more because you feel as a friend when you pour your emotion and your caring into your friendships over the years and any manifestation of their passion that might, you know, bear fruit, their job or their relationship and you're invested in them, you feel like, okay, I'm doing something. I know it's typical. I know everybody has kids, blah, blah, blah. But you do, you can feel a sense of betrayal. Like, listen, I know I didn't win a Nobel Peace Prize, but I, I'm doing something big. So can you just, can you send me a text? 
so I, I kind of, I do, I really, really struggle with trying to like let go of expectations, but it's tricky because like I said before, I mean, you could have, and, and Carrie, in your case too, a group of women, um, that maybe envisioned that for themselves and it never happened. And so now you're just that reminder to them inadvertently of something that they didn't get. It's just so, it's so hard. Except that was how it was with me before. And I somehow managed to get get over it because they were important to me. Yeah, that's true. So I was in that case where I had had miscarriages and my friends were getting pregnant. Guess what? I went to therapy. I worked through it. I didn't let my friends yeah. go. And I asked my my friends that don't have kids about their mom, their cat, their workout routine. You can ask me about my kid. I ask about how your mom's doing in, in old age care. I right. keep tabs on your life. You should keep tabs on mine. That's how I feel. Anyway, enough about my rants. I love it. No, I love it. I think it's so important to be honest about that kind of stuff because, I mean, yes, we are all choosing different paths in our lives, but you can't expect to maintain a friendship if there's no sort of give and take. And that's on the good friends front, other people who cares. But, and see, that's the other thing for me is like, you know, I look at somebody like my best friend in the world, Zach, he has no kids. He has no interest in kids and he is still my best friend. He is my son's godson. He, he sends him a Christmas gift and a birthday gift, which is totally unnecessary. But for me, if, if, that was not the case, then we just weren't that good of friends. I'm not saying that's the case for you guys, but that's, that's my mindset. So I think that kind of helps things. It's like, all right, well, we just weren't there. We, we, that's like so many other relationships in my life. This was, a, you know, I, I had built it up to something. It wasn't. It had a secret, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. It's just mourning right. that. I think that's mm-hmm. a me issue. Totally. It's just mourning that, you know? Totally. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I see a bunch of questions coming in, guys. Just a heads up, we're going to get to those for sure. Um, I have to ask this really quickly, though, because I don't um, know if this is like a geographic thing or like what's what. Is there mom drama where you guys are? Is there like mom group, like weird little cat fights? I mean, like, uh, please give me some juicy stories because I was under this mistaken impression that when we left middle school, high school, even college. I'll give it an extended grace period of even say college. What we have the free reign to be crazy, but I'm surprised at how many, like how many infights there are between moms and certainly like in school groups or in play groups. Like, would you have any crazy stories that you want to share? Because I would love to hear them. I think I Carrie just- would have more stories than I do. Cause again, my, I, I'm a recluse. I like <laughs> my kids. My kid is in Zoom school. This is, I, we don't know. We have no idea. I'm just going to say this. I'm getting ready to move to the suburbs. So I expect this to happen. But my two best friends who live in two different suburbs, uh, I have been a part of their mom drama. It's amazing. Like, I'm like in it, but I don't even live there. It's so exciting. Okay. So, ready? I'm on dish, but it's not about me. Okay. So, my friend moved to the suburbs and she was trying to get to know people. And her next door neighbor, had kids and their kids played. So they're like, great, I'll become friends with this mom. It's proximity. We're helping each other out. Like I have to cook. Can I send my kids over? So this mom was like the cool mom in a clique, right? And so she was like, I'm having a birthday weekend upstate. All the moms are coming. You should come meet these moms. My friend's like, uh, me. She's like, husbands are invited too. And she's like, great, we'll get a sitter for the kids. Me and my husband are going to, we're finally going to meet friends, right? So my friend likes to drink. She likes to drink. You know, she would fit in well with Ashley and I. No, it's not (laughs) you. What if I was outing you this way? I'd be so horrible. I'm about to like, why don't I know this story about me? You're like, I was so drunk, I forgot the story. (laughs) 
So she goes upstate. They're having a great time. She's like, I can't, all these moms. I'm so glad I'm meeting all these moms. Evidently, she got like more drunk than these other women like getting drunk, right? Because and her threshold. Right. Her husband says she didn't do anything wrong because my friend called me devastated. All these moms just dropped off the planet, stopped talking to her. And so she was like, I went, she's like, I need you to come over. Luckily, I'm moving closer. She's like, I need you to come over and talk this out. Like, I need to like, see if there's something that I'm missing. Like, I don't think I was that drunk. Like, I've definitely been more drunk with you. She asked her husband who wasn't even that drunk. She's like, he's like, no. She's like, did I hit on someone's husband? Did I take my top off? Like, what happened? I was like, oh, that sounds great. That's a great mom party. So all the moms just ghosted her. And then she was getting her hair done in this small town. And the hairdresser was like, oh, are you invited to Maggie's whatever, whatever party? Because, you know, and she was like, no. That's awful. She just got ghosted. That's awful. Completely. She doesn't know why. And she asked. She wrote like a group text being like, hey, guys, it was so fun. Thanks for inviting me. I, I, if something happened, please let me know. Like, you know, she was like, I was on a diet and I drank. Sometimes things get hairy when you're calorie counting and then you're drinking those white claws. She's like, I was trying to lose the weight after the twist. If there was something I did, please let me know. Like, I just, I was so happy to be like, she was the grown up yes. and said, listen, I will hold the count. Ghosty toasty. Wow. And the kids still play together. So she still has to see those people. Listen, I would be like, oh, they moved. And I would like board up the window so they could never see that. I think that's, we're better than this as a species, right? Like women have to, I mean, even to be the, and, and what really gets my goat is that, you know, there was the one person on that text thread who had enough of a conscience and heart to be like, let me just respond to her. Can we just, and the, the HBIC was like, no. And if you do it, you're out too. Like, it's just, it, it boggles the mind that this. This is why I don't, I, I can't do suburbs for this precise reason. It's going to happen to me, I'm sure. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to write in and tell you what happens when I move to the burb. I'm still in the, uh, I don't want to know my neighbor's mindset. <laughs> All right. We're going to take some questions. I want to get you guys thoughts on these um, or getting comments and questions. Okay. Jamie says, how do you approach not being friends with certain moms anymore, but your kids were or are still good friends? Mm. What are you guys thoughts? Couldn't tell you, Jamie. Couldn't tell you. I think uh, I would say. From being a nanny, you kind of approach it in just a business relationship. You just have to just be like, like your kids are your business. You're just like, cool, let's broach this. You have to put in a little bit. So maybe invite them to something every once in a while where your kids are playing. But on a whole, just create it so that's like a business relationship. Like, hey, so great to see you at whatever. Can our kids play this week? They're welcome to come over my house. Like you still have to, it's sort of like relatives a little mm -hmm. bit. Like you still have to be like a little bit nice to them and reach out the olive branch, but you don't have to go out of your way anymore. You can keep it in like a business relationship. Are are they old enough to do like a drop-off situation? Cause that's what I would do. You take turns dropping your yeah. kid off. Yeah, you do that and then not have to be around. Yeah. Know. Here's kind of a follow question on that because I was just talking about this with a friend who's in this situation. She's not, the other mom has not been nice to her and she, but her kid keeps asking. She's like, what do you think? Should I like, I feel so like, desperate cow being like, you know, knowing that she doesn't like me and I don't like her, like, Hey, can our kids hang? Would you just tell your kid, Oh, Sally's busy every day for like three months. Or would you just bite the bullet, send the text to the person that you know is not, you know, not necessarily nice to you and just kind of do it for the kid. 
It depends. It depends on what the issue is. But I, me, I would probably be like, ooh, sorry, Sally went somewhere else. She's gone. She went with my car. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> she oh, went to boarding school because she's terrible. Just, she's ter just like her mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I would like, I, the real truth. <laughs> I would like to think that I would. I don't know, but I would like to think that I would be like, hey, even if, you know, we might have our differences, but our kids really like each other. So yeah. it's, let's do it for the kids. I would like to say, but I, I don't know because I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Carrie's um, a lot more mature than I am. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can, I can sort of understand both viewpoints. I'd probably put it off as long as I could. And then if they keep asking, just bite the bullet. Okay. What about this? What quality, good or bad, has motherhood brought out in you? Oh, well, let me say this. I don't know if this is a quality, but after I had Sebastian, I am suddenly terrified of so many things. Like I don't even like sitting in the passenger side of a car when it's driving down the highway. It freaks me out. I never loved flying. Now flying is horrible for me. Um, just these little things, like I wanted a motorcycle so bad, like wanted one. I used to get into arguments with my husband about being like, one day I'm going to get a motorcycle and you can't do anything about it. Like, I'm going to be fine. We were literally driving home on the highway the other day. I saw somebody on a motorcycle and I was like, look at that lunatic. What's <laughs> wrong with them? Um, yeah, that I think is the worst quality. The Ashley, quality you do look really good in a motorcycle look. I know. It's yeah. for me. Um, but the best quality is I suddenly care so much more about politics, about the planet. I didn't give a shit to recycle before. Honestly, I, I was like, yeah, recycle. Great. What? I mean, really, does it make a difference? I genuinely care about policy change, about saving the world. I have like this bleeding heart suddenly, um, which sucks on one hand, but on the other hand, I am proud of it. So that's me. I love that. That's yeah. I was pretty perfect to begin with, so I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changed. <laughs> um, no, my, my, She's the, definitely sorry. more modest. Sorry, my ear holes are so small. I'm having trouble making these earbuds stay in my ear. Um, I would say that I give less fucks. That's the best thing about being a parent because wow. I suffer from, I've suffered from anxiety my whole life and um, pregnant and postpartum got a little tricky with different anxieties. And, but right. now at two years out, um, I give way less fucks. It's so nice. It's like the yeah. priorities just crazy shifted mm -hmm. and it's helped my, strangely, it's helped my anxiety a lot because I just don't care as much about stuff unless I really care about it. Like, like Ashley was saying, like the quality of my family, safety mm -hmm. for my child, stuff about policy and like that stuff I really care about. And everything else is just like, fuck it. Okay. I'm late. I don't yeah. give a shit. I didn't yeah. make that money that I thought I was going to make. Whatever. Like I just don't, I'd give less fucks. Mm -hmm. That's been hallelujah. Like even my SSRI didn't do that. So thank you for <laughs> giving less fucks. Um, Negative things is I just don't uh, self care is really important to my be well being. I, I literally that's my other job. I'm in wellness, mm -hmm. and um, I haven't yet found a way to carve the same kind of care into my self care, and that is 
that's changed me as a person. It's changed. I'm more angry. I'm more frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I think this is relatable across the board for a lot of people. But I'm not always a great person when I don't have self-care. And um, so in some ways, that's a negative thing that parent has that parenthood has is that I'm a little bit less nice and I need to work on that. I'm something I'm trying to work on finding time to carve it that out because I know it's key to me being a good person and yeah. a good parent. Yeah. I, I, I think it, and I'm not saying I'm good at this at all, but I do think it took, Oh God, I don't even think I thought about a routine or schedule as far as my self care was concerned until like maybe five years in. And even now, you know, my son is seven, my oldest and seven and a half. And I'm like, it's still like, it's so predictable how um, messy my life is. It's like a stereotype of a mom. Hey, harried mom. Like you think you're going to be the one mom that escapes all those like stupid stereotypes. You're tired all the time. You having, and then every stereotype becomes you and you're like, oh my God, they said this for a reason. Like you're really, yeah. you really are always tired and you really are always worried and the anxiety can be crippling at times. Like it was just such a, cause I feel like listening to your guys' story and of course having done research on you before having you on, I, I had a career too. And I was also the same person who was like, you know what, if it comes, it comes, it's great. If it doesn't, it's fine. I find fulfillment in other ways, but I really was shocked how like I became a stereotypical mom in so many ways. And I would find myself writing this stuff or saying this stuff. It was just so trite. They grow up so fast, but it's so true. It's like, yep, you know, it was, it's kind of shocking to me. And I, yeah, I guess all those sayings are around for a reason, but. I've even gone to the underwear stereotype, you know, in every movie when they're like, oh, she went from wearing thongs to wearing granny panties. Yeah. And it's like, Hi, it's me. I like I wear I don't wear underwire bras anymore because I just oh my God. can't. My wait, it's a bandeau <laughs> bra. <laughs> I can't. I'm well, like, you know what? I can't yeah. even strapless bra. My boobs are defined. Like, get out of here with your underwire. Get out of here with anything that goes up my ass. I don't want it. I'm already uncomfortable all day long. Just let me have my ugly underwear for God's sakes. It. Oh, I yeah. love it. If I ever run for president, that would be my campaign slogan. All That's women. Platform. <laughs> okay, I want to do an question here from Dana. She says, How do you handle mom friends that cannot handle or aren't genuinely happy for your success, but you're always rooting for them and their success? Do you just stop crying like I do? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> pretty, I, I just. Like Carrie said, with the, you know, giving zero fucks, like just not caring anymore. That's basically if you don't have the space for me to be to be a good friend, a reciprocal friend in your life, then I don't know why I need to make the space for you. Again, I'm a Virgo and I'm an only child. So my like threshold for bullshit is very, very low. Mm. Um, so maybe I'm not the best person to ask Dana. But yeah, I would say goodbye. See you. Yeah, I I give it a like a I give it like one or two more shots mm -hmm. in general. Like I, I try all my therapy techniques that I know to try to like mediate the like mediate the conversation. I am good at that kind of thing, like talking about awkward stuff. I'm I'm good at that. So um, I try I try at least two times so much so that my other friends who love me will sometimes call me and be like, did you try with her? I told you not to. Stop it. You're making yourself crazy. You're giving her too much credit. Like I have one friend that checks in on me because I, you know, share my drama with her and she's always like, Carrie, she doesn't deserve it. Like she's she's really good at keeping me in check. I'm like, I'm just gonna do one more thing. She's like, Carrie, stop. Like, 
I love that about you that you try, but two times is enough. So yeah. I do try to mediate the conversation in a couple of ways, including my ownness in the situation. I know that I have done this, whatever. And then I just have to, then I give it the fucks, but I do give it a couple more chances more than Ashley does. Yeah. It is a personal, but, I don't, but Dana, you shouldn't feel guilty about stopping trying. Like, I feel like it's a nope. me thing that I need to do that. Like it's a compulsion. I don't necessarily know if it's the right thing to do. It's just a compulsion that I need to do before I can fully let it go. It's mm -hmm. like when you, it's like when you get rid of your closet, like some people just put it right into Salvation Army. I have a bag of like goes right away. And then let's think about it for a little yeah. while mm -hmm. before I throw it out. Yeah. So it's like I move those friends into the let's think about it before going to Salvo, you know? Yeah, I love that. I do think, I, I mean, again, not to like lean into a stereotype, but sometimes for women, it's hard to fully, I, I, I guess I should speak for myself. It is full, hard for me to fully cut the cord and be like, because you do feel like you've invested energy or time in this person and you don't understand why, why don't they react like I do? Why don't they, but you do like, it really is. I'm hearing you say that. And I just need to like ingest that lesson. And, I'm not and I'm me, knocking on your door. Like, why aren't we friends anymore? <laughs> let me clarify. It's not like one strike you're out with me. Right. It's definitely like what Carrie's saying. They get a couple of chances. Right. And it's like, if I've, if I'm putting the effort in and I'm trying to make it work and you're just not doing it, then, this isn't worth my energy. Right. Right. I think personally, and this is just, I always come from a therapy standpoint. My dad was a therapist and I've, you know, is that, um, I think because I, I'm like from a divorced family and I was mediating between, I think it's really hard for me to like, let stuff die. I yeah. hold on to it. Cause I'm like, let's just give it one more try. Like, let's just try to make this work. You know, <laughs> I was that kind of girlfriend for the most part. And so I'm just that way with my friends and I it's totally like has to do with my upbringing and what happened. But I am like, wish that I'd be more like, we're done. It's fine. I you wish. Know? What is your uh, sign, Carrie? You're a I'm, an I'm an Aries. An Aries. What's like the defining quality of an Aries? Bossy. Bossy. Braggart. Oh, okay. Born leader. <laughs> loud. Um, Those are good but, companies, actually. Yeah, and I have a Virgo. Again, I'm in the wellness industry, so obviously I know my chart. Uh, and I'm a Virgo moon and a Libra rising or whatever. But anyway, yeah. It just basically means that I'm like obnoxious and loud and bossy, for, but also empathetic. That it comes yeah, from I empathy. I but yeah, that's like, right. I'm like the most bossy and then I don't make apologize, uh, apologies for it. But inside I'm like, oh, everything hurts. Uh, <laughs> but also the people you care about, you take very good care of. Yes. And you yes. really care about their feelings. Oh, thanks, Ash. <laughs> I have to say, you guys, you know, sometimes you listen to podcasts and you're like, oh my God, they secretly hate each other. You guys have a very genuine, like, I can tell your friends, like, it's not, um, it's just really comforting. You know, you could, it's kind of like just like putting a cup to the wall, like here, like overhearing, like sometimes. Oh, that's nice. It is. I mean, you know, I, it's, yes, it's really good. I was listening to, oh God, I mean, the one with your husbands and talking about partners apologizing. I mean, like, it's just clear you guys are, are you vibe on a real level. I just love that. I, I love seeing women genuinely connecting and supporting each other. I know we have another question, but just secret hot goss. We were not friends to begin no. with. Do you know that story? Tell us the like story. We're with Scary Mommy for a while. Is that how you met? Yeah. We were cast as best friends. Right. Stop. It was yeah. like a match made in Hollywood heaven. I, I would have thought there were decades of experience there. 
We well, ate turned the chemistry out. test. Yeah, <laughs> it turns out they knew something. They they saw something that we that we didn't know. But uh, we had I, very early on. I text. I, I think I texted you. I think I was like probably. Hey, hey, we need to talk on the daily to make this make this work. Yeah. Let's let's actually be friends. And I was like, oh God, honestly, because I just like don't want to do that with anybody. She's the only person other than my mom I talk to every day. But she, but she wanted to succeed, so she agreed. Right. And then I was like, a, then we had a photo shoot together, and from that first photo shoot, which is even before the podcast first recorded, yeah, we like fell in love with each other in that moment. And then from then on, it was like there was no there was no pretending. Yeah. It was it was yeah. dead on, and it was the kind of friendship I've had a couple friends like this. Actually, the friend that I thought I was going to book the scary mommy job with, who's my other best friend, we were like this. The first moment we met, I was like, oh, it's it. This is it. This is a lifetime friendship. And that's how it was when Ashley and I finally actually talked one-on-one, not like in front of <laughs> casting agents to be best friends. Right. We, sure. It was just on. It was on like Donkey Kong, like from yep. minute one. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask this then. Carrie, what do you see in Ashley that you love best or most? And Ashley... What do you see in Carrie that you guys, that you love the most? I love that Ashley is unabashedly who she is and she cares so much for her family. We have an equal love for our mothers that I have not seen in another human being ever. Ashley is the only other person that I know that literally like their mom is their ride or die bitch in the same way that my mom is. And she cares so genuinely and she doesn't make bones about who she is. Like, she's just like, this is who I am. Like take it or leave it. And I don't know if she was always that way, but as after motherhood, she is that way. And she's a really good friend. Like she doesn't have a lot. She doesn't have a lot of like close, close friends, but the ones that she does, you can count, you can count on her for anything. And you can also count on her to tell you when she doesn't like something, which is very hard (laughs) in a friend. No, seriously. Like we had a little mini thing this morning where I was like, are you mad at me? And she's like, I want to tell you something. Don't get mad. I need that in a friend. I need that. That's, that's trust. That's deep trust. Like I'm in a romantic relationship with her Mm -hmm. and that's what I need in a good friend where we're like in a marriage. I need, I need that. I love that. I mean, For me, it's all the same things with Carrie, but I think my number one is she is who she is and it don't matter. Like that, that's it. Like you can take it. She's not really a take it or leave it kind of person, but she's not going to change who she is to fit Mm -hmm. your standards or your mold. And, and she is also, I'm sorry, you took my things, but (laughs) you really are a great friend. Um, you really care about your friends. Like You're she make has us like cry now. <laughs> she has so many friends where I'm uh uh oh no, oh no, music's about to play. Sorry, I just hit something on my thing. I don't know if you heard it. The, nope, didn't hear it. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> um what was I saying? I just panicked. You're I'm saying so I sorry. was a good friend. And I have <laughs> so many friends. <laughs> she she's like a she's like has a zillion friends under the sun where I'm like a I don't I just don't have the time. I, I don't have the patience for it. Um, and she cares about every single one of them. And she like goes out of her way to do nice things for people and like be an attentive, loving friend. And I think that is such a beautiful quality, especially for me, because I just don't give a shit. So mm-hmm. I think it's lovely that that she cares so much. We're a really good team. We really yeah. are We're stronger together than we are apart. 
Yeah, it comes yeah. across. And I know you guys know that in, in this field where it's like your job to communicate and chemistry is so important and timing, like there are so many intangibles that go into a podcast like yours. You're, you're meshing your personal life with work. I mean, it's got to work and it, and it yeah. works. So um, this kind Thank of thing, I have this comment from my friend Brie, who I adore. She says, I think so much of this is just having the confidence to show up to our friendships. Oh, leave that question up, Rach, and we'll do that next. Um, to show up to our friendships, our mom groups, and be exactly ourselves from the start. This is who I am and your people will find you. Yes, 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 yes. And yep. Brie is awesome, a friend for me to remind me, okay, just like you guys said, it's not worth reinventing the wheel for one person who's not going to be nope. friends. Yep. I, one um, time yeah. I had a, I had a teacher in college uh, say an all purpose room is a no purpose room. And I use that for my whole life. Like be specific and your people will find you. You don't need to be an all purpose room. You don't have to be a kitchen, a dining room, a bedroom. Just pick a room and go with it. Love that. You're never going to make everyone happy, even if right. you are the all purpose room. So who gives a shit? Just yeah. stick to your your laurels and, and yeah. do you. Yeah. Okay. So Bree's question was, and I love this too. How do you think social media has impacted mom culture? Oh, well, is anyone's life brown? Because that is every perfect social media. Oh, it's like Fiona, whatever. It's like the filter. Like white and brown, and that's it. Rust, there is no in rust. between. And also, nobody only plays with wood toys. That's bullshit. <laughs> Your kids want shit that lights up and makes noise and is hideous and ugly. I just, aside from that, I think, I think social media has forced mothers to feel even more like you have to be perfect because if you're not, it doesn't get likes. If you're not, people are going to say shit on your feed. It, it's, it's too much. It's too much. We are, none of us are perfect. None of us. And even if you are, there's still going to be somebody who has an issue. Mm -hmm. You got to let it go. Also, how are so many people influencers? How do people have time to be influencers? Like every person in Australia, every mom in Australia, <laughs> like everybody in New also South Nashville. Wales. Yeah. yeah, everyone in Nashville, New South Wales. Like, the city is a big one too. Yeah. How, how do you have time to be an yeah. influencer when you have like 23 kids, which all of them do? Like, how do they have time? Like, Ashley and, it, and I are trying to gain followers be, and we're like too busy parenting to like try, yeah. to try to get the shot or to try to like comment on your Facebook. Like, it is hard to get yep. likes and followers. And then you have, how do all of these people have time? How is everyone oh, an influencer? What happens when Instagram I'm old. <laughs> What happens when Instagram goes away? Like when Insta this is off subject kind of, but what ha just a, planting this little seed for people. What happens when Instagram totally goes away? What is your career? Yeah. What do you do? I mean, it, maybe you just become a parent. I don't know. That's true. That's too Ew. hard. I can't do that. I need some distraction. My um, phone usage numbers would attest to the fact that I'm always looking to escape something, whether oh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing really, yeah. but yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, it is, it is interesting because I do think um, there are a lot of people that I follow who really capture visually the beauty of motherhood or these moments. And I have tremendous respect for that. Um, I just can't do it. Like, I think you get, and, and maybe this is where you guys are too. I mean, like I, 
I can show my experience with motherhood in different ways, talking with people, connecting with people. But there are some people who are just so gifted and showing these like little snippets. And, and it is hard not to feel like, oh God, my playroom does not look like that. Or, you know, my carrot cake or banana bread. Like I did, you know, I got mine from Publix yesterday. Um, but yeah. Oh, you I miss Publix. Yeah. Publix is the greatest supermarket. Sorry, that's besides the point. Are you from the South originally? I've originally, I was born in Miami. I lived there till I was 10. Oh, cool. And it, Publix was, you know, my parents both worked at Publix. It's a big part of my history, but what a great supermarket. The, the, Wegmans, pe the Wegmans people are going to come after you. All those Wegmans moms. I love Wegmans. Really Do the right thing, Publix. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know if like gun to head, I'm going to have to pick Wegmans. I have to. Oh, I love Publix for what it is, but I'm a girl from the North where I came from. Giant mm. Eagle is, is even better than Wegmans, I think, but that's just like a regional Pittsburgh thing. Wegmans is really hard to beat. I've never, I've never been to a Wegmans. Guys, so. this is riveting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we go, I want you guys to tell us more about your show. And it, we touched on the scary mommy stuff too, but I want to know, why you ended up doing your own thing, what we can expect on your show, where to follow you. It's like, tell me all the goodness about Momtourage. Okay, I? So I'll, I'll, yeah, go ahead, Ash, please. All right, you do. You take the first part. I'll I was just going to take the part of the, of the Scary Mommy. The show and then, yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, Right around the New Year, Scary Mommy rebranded their company and how they operated, as many companies do in the in their when they look at the quarters, and they decided they were going to become a different kind of company. And that company was going to be advertiser-based, where no content was created unless an advertiser was specifically buying it, and then when they were going to create content. Whereas before they were doing more creating content, just seeing if an advertiser eventually went to. So as you know, and they run their model kind of like they they're business people, you know, and so um podcasts as you know probably take a long time to make real money like it's blood yeah. sweat and tears and only even if you have like it, 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 the money just doesn't come quickly no. and so as a company it didn't make sense to continue with a podcast after six months even though podcasts don't make money until you're in year one almost usually unless there's like a celebrity attached obviously and then in this new way we would only be doing shows that were specifically sponsored by an advertiser. So the content was going to change a lot. And so they did some rearranging of their company. They, they changed the whole brand of their company. People got let go. People, everything changed. And in that, they gave us the go ahead and say, we, we can't continue with a podcast this way because it's not advertiser based in the same way that our company is going to be working. Um, but you can go do your own thing. We give you our blessing, obviously you can't use a scary mommy brand. Obviously there's things that change and we're like, great. Cause that's our plan. Cause we love doing this. Yeah. We think we're really six months in, we're just getting the groove. We're like really yeah. feeling this. And we love the excuse to hang out with each other and talk to each other. It's more the excuse not to ourselves, but to our husband be like, I gotta go shoot. Sorry. Bye. Um, yeah. And so then they also, the they do bring us back. They bring, like they brought us back for COVID. They, we, there was a Huggies um, sponsored four episodes. So we do still work with them when they will have us, which is fun. Um, but we started Momtourage. It launched in February. It's been really great. We've enjoyed doing it. I have a production background. Carrie has a podcasting background. Um, and we're both we just wanted to keep working together. Um, so now we have kind of rebranded a little bit ourselves in that we are also doing a live show weekly on Thursdays on Facebook at 9 p.m. Um, just like this. It's called Mom Trash Live from, our, live from Your Couch. Um, so you can catch it on 
facebook.com backslash momtourage podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we use some of that for our podcast that we air every week also. And we're just on Wednesday, Wednesday air yeah. date for the podcast. Okay. Yes, when it comes out the following Wednesday. Awesome. And this week we have um, Nicole Ryan from XM Radio's Morning oh, National yeah. as our co-host. Oh, that's cool. How did that yeah. collaboration happen? Well, two ways. I know I was, go ahead. I was her yoga I, teacher. Yeah, oh. and I know her uh, her manager, and we were just like we were throwing around names, like who should we have on the show? And I was like, what about Nicole Ryan? She's like, oh, she's my yoga student. Let me reach out to her, and that's mm -hmm. how it happened. That's awesome. And it's yeah. nice with you guys too, you know, you don't have to have a guest all the time. If you just get on the mic and, you know, shoot the shit with you guys and it's entertaining too. So yeah. Plus we, plus we drink, so you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys are so fun. I'm really grateful that you like took time and took a chance on my maiden voyage here on We Have I feel know. honored that you wanted us as our friends yes. like popped your cherry. Ooh. <laughs> You when guys, we get off of this, we got to throw you some dates to come on to our show. I am so down for that. I would love to. I, I, you know, when you're like a fan from afar for a while, it's like cool to interact with, you know, the real people behind it. So I'm just yeah. grateful for your time. Um, uh, yeah. Any, any final thoughts, like knowledge bombs you want to drop on our listeners about surviving motherhood and finding friends before we wrap? My only final thoughts are two things. One, your eyebrows. I am having, <laughs> I am hot and bothered about your eyebrows. Oh my and god! I was a girl who, when I was twelve, I'm a almost a hundred percent Italian. One of these, like a bar. So yeah. I suffered to have. Same. Yes, I am. I'm so hot for your eyebrows. I want to get ready with your eyebrows. And two, your necklace layering. So I yeah, am so good. Again, I am just also that. very Italian American of me I to like I am with my little cornicello, yes. like a window over here. <laughs> I'm half Italian and I'm just like, oh God, I am girl. So my final thought is I'm girl crushing on you. <laughs> Keep it up. That's all I got to say. That's my final thought. <laughs> if I may say, I'm half Cuban. So it's all the same. Unibrow, oh. the layered jewelry, the earring, like it, it's, it's a cultural thing. I'm here for it. But my final thought is Aside from just watching Sunny's show, which is awesome, watch ours also tomorrow night at 9 p.m. on Facebook. Sorry, I had to throw it in. Love it. We She's a producer to. in her. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Thank you guys again so, so much. And Thank guys, you. if you are listening to the podcast version of this, which comes out Thursdays, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow yeah. these guys on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle again? Momtourage Podcast. Uh, Momtourage Podcast. Everything is Momtourage Podcast except our email, which is Momtourage Pod. That's email. We, we love a good email. We love a good email. Yeah. Drop them some dirty pictures. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> Carrie will love it. I'll be like, uh, Carrie would love it. <laughs> Carrie sent me a boob shot yesterday while I was at okay. Honda. Okay, I said you a boob shot because I got stuck. This is relatable. And then we'll go. I was trying to take a too small sports bra off and it got stuck like right here. Oh, so these udders these were like squashed and I was like having a panic attack. Like I might have to cut the bra off me. But, I was like, uh, and then I sent her a picture that. That's friendship. In the midst of her panic attack, she found a way to set, take a picture. <laughs> See, as a small-chested person, I've never had that problem. You could no. you could roll out pizza dough here. I mean, it's all good. She was like, I'm not the Honda dealership. I was like, oh, okay, who cares? <laughs> Nobody wants to see these udders. Whatever, it's fine. 
Thank you, my people. All right, guys. Thank you again. Thank, thank you, you Sunny. Uh, Bye, guys. Follow me on Instagram at We Gotta Talk with Sunny and on Facebook. It is facebook.com slash we gotta talk. We will see you guys next week with more goodness. Bye.